The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I am the host for the evening on this Thursday, February 24th, 2022. Well, look, it's been a month since I last saw you, and, and when we were ready to do the last show, I think we were on the brink of a blizzard, which did happen. I think Malden got pounded with about 20 inches. It was awful. And guess what? There's another snowstorm right on our doorstep. Hopefully not as bad, but we're not going to worry about that. We're going to have fun tonight. Um, with my guest, who is comedian, writer, filmmaker, Anthony Sabelli. And before we meet him, why don't we take a look at Anthony in action? I would like to, you know, I want to share with you guys one of my world-famous characters. These are what I'm known for. I request to do these. Uh, this character, this is the confused owl. The confused owl. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back. Anthony, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. That I love that. That oh, takes thank commitment. You. Thank you. Thanks. That's uh, going for it and uh, yeah. you know, letting it play out. It was a couple of haircuts ago. That yeah, video. <laughs> I, I do have hair envy, I must say. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the program, man. It's thanks been, for having me. I've been wanting to have you for a while. Uh, heavily referred by your yeah. friend Dave Russo. Oh, yeah. Um, full disclosure, <laughs> our families, I don't know Anthony Personally, I remember yeah. him as a, a little kid mm -hmm. with his siblings running around St. Rocco's yeah, oh and yeah. uh, back in the day. But uh, uh, the Levine family and the Sharon mm -hmm. family have been friends for decades, and it's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And your, your brother Mark was my guitar teacher for years. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for about yeah. Four, four years, five years. Is this why you didn't go in that direction? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you. yeah. Uh, you still play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, well, it's great to have you. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, as we were chatting before, um, I wasn't familiar with a lot of your stuff. I would yeah. get videos, uh, a clip here and there, and um, but in researching for the show, I uh, if you got a fan club, sign me up. Uh, it was <laughs> very impressive, funny stuff. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I've had a few comics on in the past, as I, as I've told you. I love. Uh, I'm intrigued with the comic mind sure. and um, uh, and what what led them there. Maybe mm. something in their childhood. Maybe uh, were you the class clown? Uh, <laughs> could you speak a little bit about growing up and what maybe led you? Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I was always uh, a really quiet kid. Um, I mean, I'm still a pretty quiet adult. I mean, I've I've said probably hello since the show has started. Um, I I don't know. I always loved. Uh, you know, watching comedy on TV, and um, I remember when I was in the third grade, this is the first time I remember, like, doing any kind of, like, joke in public. Um, you know, our teacher would have us erase the blackboard with the, you know, the, the old erasers, yeah. and I would pretend that I would erase my head, and I would stick my head in my shirt, 
and like hold the eraser above my head like I had erased it, <laughs> you know, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Third grade. Um, third grade wow, I was doing that. Early. So yeah. I should bring that bit back. I haven't done it in a while. I think it would work. Yeah. I mean, right, <clears throat> right there, right after the owl bit. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Um, so you always, and did you get, did you get a rush? Did you get a laugh? Yeah, I always, you know, I always loved doing that. And then um, I always thought about doing comedy when I was in high school. Um, you know, I was really interested in writing comedy. And and, and um, I went to uh, Brandeis University is where I went to college. Right. And I had a classmate who was a few years ahead of me who would do stand-up around campus. And um, his name is Josh Gondelman. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now he writes for, or he used to write for John Oliver. Okay. And now he writes for another show on Showtime. But I actually forget the title. Um, and he's won Emmys for these shows. He's been doing comedy for so long. Uh, so my first exposure to like a real stand-up comedian was someone who was, you know, really talented and really nice. And I thought everyone is going to be this nice and talented. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all exactly <laughs> that nice and talented, but... Um, uh, you know, so I was spoiled early on, um, and I, you know, became friends with him and asked him, you know, how do you get started? How do you, you know, I thought he was going to tell me places, uh, on campus that I could do stand up Cause I would see him do like fundraisers around the school or like, um, um, you know, different comedy nights. And he gave me the names of like bars around Boston. <clears throat> so I was terrified to be out around, you know, people I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, people that were a lot older than me. You know, in, in college, everyone is, you know, 19 and 20. Um, so that's that's really how I started doing it. I started doing open mics. Um, my, I guess, in between, uh, like, freshman and sophomore year of college. And what, I know, <clears throat> but it, it, this is what, I, I think it's the most, uh, as far as entertainment, uh, yeah. just the most courageous thing one could I do a little yeah. community theater that's terrifying uh, but you know that's reading other people's lines you're yeah. up there comedians are up there bearing their soul their own material yeah. saying accept me that right. terrifies yeah. me I was thinking about the first night I ever did stand up and thinking about it now it's like what was I what was <laughs> I thinking I, I were you nervous I was extremely nervous yeah. I was uh, it was in an open mic where you have to bring people so I had two people in the audience that I brought in um, I don't even remember what I said, but it was it was so it was so terrifying. Yeah, I yeah. Does it? St- there's still nerves. No, not no. Uh, yeah, no. There are. <laughs> I, it's it's different. It's different now. You know, after you do it a while, it's more. Um, You've demonstrated to yourself that you can do it. Yeah, but ev- every time though, it's like, what if it's not this time? You know, right. I, I've always said to people that like when you do when you do comedy, and you bomb. Yeah. You want to do it again right away to prove that that was a fluke and that you still have it. And then when you do comedy and you do really well, you want to do it right away again to like ride that that rush. So every time, you know, no matter what the outcome is, it makes you want to do it again. That's good. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't want it to have that adverse effect of oh my god, so, I bombed yeah. and right. Yeah. Um, well, I've never bombed, so. <laughs> yes, yeah, beautiful. I love it. Um, well. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of stuff tonight. Like I said, I was going through uh, – you have quite a catalog of material. Thank you. Um, which comes in handy, I guess, with, uh, you know, these last couple of years we've been difficult, hit so many industries, and, of course, yeah. the tragic loss of life. We, <clears throat> we, you know, we all know about that, and that's mm-hmm. the worst of it. But um, uh, every, everybody was shut down, including comedians not being able to perform. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, how did that hit? How, how, what did that mean to you in, in – well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't do stand-up, live, live stand-up for over a year. Um, you know, it, like right away, people started having Zoom shows and Zoom open mics and people performing right. online that way. So, you know, it, it's all it's all just kind of evolving. You know, it's, it's um, I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen with live entertainment. I mean, obviously, it's back now, now that right. people are vaccinated and we're so far into this, but... Um, you know, I just read a book about like the history of uh, vaudeville, and just reading about that, like that was a form of live entertainment that existed from it was like, you know, eighteen eighty to nineteen thirty, and then it just disappeared, and you know, it, it kind of morphed into you know stand up shows now. But um, you know, there's no reason to think that this one way we've been doing it for so long is going to continue this way. You know, it's just going to change and evolve like any other, you know, kind of. Uh, 
uh, you know, entertainment or, or art form. Interesting, because yeah. you think, I mean, what do you think, <clears throat> not to go off on a, a different direction, but the, what do you think of the factors if it disappeared? Why wouldn't anybody still want to just see an act like that? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to disappear, disappear, unless, uh, you I know, mean, something... You got into uh, uh, silent movies, and, yeah. right? A different entertainment phase. Yeah. But, oh, uh, are you talking about vaudeville? Yes, or, yes, Oh, oh yes, I thought vaudeville. you were talking about stand-up no, disappearing. No, no, no. I thought no, I was said saying... No, just disappeared in 1930, well, making it, it, the point. Th- this book that I read was called um, uh, No Applause, Just Throw... Uh, sorry, No Applause, Just Throw Money was the name of this book. Okay. And he kind of says how it, it didn't... It didn't totally disappear. It just kind of like eased into other art forms and other, you know, we still had vaudevillians that were, um, you know, performing on on TV and and stand-up. But um, they just found a different medium. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. it was just, um, it was just the... um, The, the, uh, you know, the economics of the time and the way that... uh, Interesting. I, yeah, it was just. Yeah. I'm I'm doing a really poor job explaining this book that I just read. <laughs> um, well, go out and I, buy it. <laughs> uh, no, no. I uh, that I was just like it just struck me like is, well, why did that stop? But yeah. then all these folks like. But yeah, the, it, it was a lot of it to do with I think um, movies coming in, television, radio. Right, right. People had other options, and they weren't. You know, if you could stay home and listen to a radio show. You know why go out and see you know ten different acts, right? Um, or you could go see a movie, and right. you know especially television. That's right. So a lot of these performers, you know, found ways into radio and television and films, and right, and didn't have to you know pack yeah. a van and travel and right, yeah. All that. Speaking of other options, that's yeah. what I was trying to um, get to as far as when you you couldn't go out and do stand up yeah. uh, during this time. You had other <clears throat> options, um, being a filmmaker, being yeah. a writer, and you you actually. Uh, took advantage of that. Yeah, I, I started. Um, I, I did a, a couple different video projects. I did one that was uh, just through just through Zoom. I had uh, a couple of actors, and we uh, we did it all in one take. We had like a Zoom call with the three or four of us on screen, and just filmed it, and uh, just read through a script, and and we we just put it online like that. So we did about six episodes of that as a web series I call the stay at home show. Right, right. And then uh, my other my other big project during the pandemic was um I did a documentary web series called Unsung Legends of Comedy. Yes, which believe me, <clears throat> we're going to get into that. Oh, thank you. Um if I could just back it up oh, a yeah, little of course, bit before yeah. that um cuz I, <clears throat> I I led you into the the what you did during COVID, but initially you <clears throat> had uh your own web series. Web series, yeah. Right? Yeah, I had been it was kind of an idea I'd been wanting to do for a while. Um to just do, I mean, basically just a, uh, you know, like a, like a sitcom uh, where I played myself as a stand-up comedian and just, you know, different things that happened to me in the comedy scene or yes. in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, so I kind of t- took inspiration from, uh, you know, I guess Seinfeld or like sure. Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, really any show where a comedian plays yeah. themselves. You were playing is, yourself. Yeah. 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 Very funny. Thank you. Um, and that was <clears throat> just called the... That was called the Anthony Sibeli web series. Right. Which I'm I'm fi- I'm, I'm finding that um, w- one of the keys I think to a good web series is a memorable title, and everyone remembers that as the Anthony Sibeli Show, and then Unsung Legends of Comedy everyone calls Unsung Heroes of Comedy, and I, I did a short film called Dino Warriors that everyone either calls Dino Wars or um, Dino Riders. So I I, you I guess can out me. I call it yeah, Dino Warriors. You did call it Dino Warriors, but um, <clears throat> but I, I guess I. I, yeah, I guess I need to hire someone to come up with titles because none of these titles people get right. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong with them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <clears throat> what the and and by the way, I think I think we're scrolling your your website, which is uh, oh. the ASWS dot yeah. com. Yeah. Or, or we have another one my, too there. Yeah. Is, and hopefully that's up and active. Yeah, that that's yeah. my my website. That you yeah. can also do AnthonySCIB dot com. But okay. that that links back to my my uh, WordPress website. But all my all my videos and all my writing is up there. Yeah, I encourage people to go. It's fantastic. And uh, why don't we take a look at it tonight? This is, I guess, um, your first uh, uh, web series episode. Your first, I can't speak yeah. tonight. Your first <laughs> web series episode. I don't know if you had a name for it or not. Uh, but it was the, episode number one. Yeah, Johnny, I think was the title. Johnny. Uh, and if Karen, if you're ready to show that, this is uh, Anthony's web series.
You sure you don't want to go to the show tonight? I don't know. Is that is that really creepy comic going to be there? Yeah, I have to be there. No, you know who I'm talking about. He's really creepy. He does a lot of shows with you. I'm afraid you're going to have to be more specific. He's got all those really misogynistic jokes. Again. He's got the one about murdering girls he meets on Tinder. Oh, Nathan? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be there. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go. I don't like him. Yeah, me neither. But he books the cool show. What cool show? Oh, there's a cool comedy show. All the cool comedians are on it. Ew, why does he get to run it? He was too creepy to be booked anywhere else, so he had to start his own show. And he's like the George Washington of creeps. Are you going to be on it? It would kill to get on that show. They sell out every month. The audiences laugh at anything. They give out free candy, free t-shirts. The comedians all get to eat hot fudge sundaes backstage. Well, maybe you'll go to that. I would. Is your friend still meeting us here? Yeah, Johnny, I think he's on his way. Do you want to just hang out till he gets here? Yeah, sure. How, how do you know him again? Well, I don't know. We were friends when we were kids. I haven't seen him in forever. Oh, I think that's him now. Yeah, he looks the exact same as when we were kids. Only, you know, much bigger. Hey! Hey, Johnny. How's it going? This is, this is my friend Phoebe. She's a really talented actress. Ooh, is she your girlfriend? No. Oh, man. Growing up, Anthony and I were best friends. Maybe not best friends. My childhood best friend. Oh, man, we were inseparable. Yeah, maybe not inseparable. We spent a lot, I, I wouldn't say no, inseparable. No, we'd hang out all the time. Remember all the times you'd come over after school and we'd play Zelda? Those are fun days. Or what about this game we would play at school, where I'd go up to you at lunch, and I'd try and sit at your table or say hi, and you wouldn't even acknowledge me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just pretend I wasn't there? I forgot about that. <laughs> Remember at all my birthday parties, when you would play with all my toys first, just to make sure they weren't defective or anything? They never were. Ah, oh, so what are you up to now? I'm a stand-up comedian. No way! Yeah. That's awesome! Yeah. Oh, God, you were so funny. Remember the impression you do of me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you about that. You do a great impression of me. You'd always just be like, Oh, I'm bad at Nintendo. <laughs> oh, I suck at math. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always get picked last at kickball. <laughs> yeah. Do you that. still do that? Nah, I haven't. You should done do that, that on while. stage. Oh, yeah, hey, dude, do you have any shows coming up? Like tonight or this afternoon? Uh, I actually have a show tonight. Do you want to go? Yes. <laughs> that was so funny. Thank you, thank you, Johnny. Oh. And we're back. There's Anthony in action with uh, <laughs> his first episode of his web series, Good Stuff, man. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Great cast. Thanks, yeah. They, uh, ev everyone in that series is a uh, uh, Boston stand-up comedian. Is that right? So That's that, awesome. That was one of, the fun, the, the, one, of the, one of the fun parts of filming it was just like showcasing all that talent. Wonderful. You know, there, there's so many talented people in the city. To, so it was, it was really fun to... Uh, and a lot of them don't, you know, do a lot of acting. So to get them from from doing stand up into, uh, you know, into a scripted scene like that was yeah. really fun. Like especially like we're talking about John, who plays Johnny. Um, I, pretty much everyone used their real first name. Okay. Um, I, I had never seen him act in anything. When I asked him to do that, he just gave it one hundred and twenty percent. Oh my he god! Just, yeah, it was he, great. And you're you're just. Your delivery, everything. Oh, is thank just, you. The, thank the you. writing is great. She was great. Yeah, Phoebe was really funny. Yeah. She was great. Um, I think there's an there's another character. I go, how much how much am I going to play this? I wanted to play the whole thing. I'm like, every video I watch, I'm like, if I have you know 40 yeah. minutes of rolling, we're not going to be able to talk. Um, there's another character that the obnoxious guy or something. Oh, that comes oh Nathan. Over to, the, yes. yeah, 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 he yeah. was really good too. Yeah, <clears throat> good stuff. Uh, and we were mentioning. How time-consuming it is to do these oh, things, yeah. right? Yeah, that I mean that that took us. Um, every episode that we did was kind of a reaction to the one before it. Like we shot the first two episodes, we used a ton of actors, a ton of locations. Yeah, and then for the third one, we were like, "All right, it's going to be two actors, and it's going to be one room." And that's the third episode is just me and two other people, and we're just in this like in this one apartment. Is that the geek one? I no, that, that's, that's that's the second, second one. one. Okay, this was uh, Sheena, the one with the the puppets. Oh yeah, oh fantastic! So that was yes, yeah. you had a crush on the, the on the puppet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I <laughs> encourage everybody to go go to the website for a few laughs. Yeah, and that was it for that uh, segment of your we, series. We did four, four four episodes. Four, okay. Yeah, four episodes total. Fantastic. It was fun, but yeah, I mean, if it was, you know, it was a, it was just a lot of work. It was just a yeah. lot of scheduling people and getting people together, and um, but I mean, we had such a great cast and crew, like from from you know top to bottom, everyone was just perfect. What's the um, writing process for you like that? Do you have a, a situation in mind? Uh, yeah. Do you send them the script? Is is there any back and forth, or is it just like, hey guys, learn these lines? And um, uh, yeah, we had. I, so I would I would write each script, and then we would have a rehearsal, okay. and then um, we might change some things at the rehearsal. Sometimes people would improvise a little bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like John probably improvised the most with his with his lines. Um, but yeah, we really. Um, even you know, even if we would just do a table read, it would help so much than if we didn't rehearse at all. Like it, it's it um, even just one rehearsal adds so much to, know, to kind of right? get you in the groove of it. Yeah, um, something about running with a cold too that sometimes works. Yeah. Uh, well, they're taking, we're getting our picture taken yeah. tonight. Um, fantastic stuff. I t- I'm, I go see it because the the rest of that video is hysterical with the with the birthday this- party. That you do a show, right? Yeah, at Johnny's, show, yeah, there's nobody Johnny's there. birthday party. No, right? Yeah. And uh, and you gave up meeting Bob Newhart, which is very... Yes. Very oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I forgot was that it? was part of... You know, it's funny. This is a joke that I don't think anyone has ever noticed because it's so subtle in the show. Um, my friend Davina did the music for the... She did the theme song, and she does a couple of other... Um, uh, whenever there's, like, background music in the series... Uh, when my phone, when my cell phone rings, it's playing a sound alike to the Bob Newhart Show theme song. You're, and you're kidding. Yeah, so oh, she right. kind of put that in there as a joke. Oh. And I don't know if anyone has ever noticed because it's so it's so subtle. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go back and look now. <laughs> um, yeah, very funny stuff. So this led to... Uh, by the way, this is back in yeah. 2015, did you say? That was when we shot oh. that, that scene, yeah. And then... Um, I think the series, the yeah, that series was from 2016 is when I when I uploaded everything. Okay, and then um, yeah, I've done a couple of different series. Uh, right, since, and, but, since then. but even it's like you say, <clears throat> your your friend did the music. And yeah, I I said, oh, I love the little sketch of you, and you, yeah. you, you I, I drew that. You yeah. drew that, which and then our our, our editor a- animated the hand. Okay, so she she did but, that. I didn't do the animation, and it I, just I had this. That. It reminded me a little of the, the John Lennon sketches that he does oh, himself. Little, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. Uh, but also had had <clears throat> uh, it reminded me of the Jack Benny silhouette. Yeah, of the show that's how he, his his sitcom. I mean, it's, yeah. it's great. Thank you, thank you. So um, that was originally I was gonna like hire an artist, and I drew that just as like a sample, and I showed it to someone, and they said you should just use that. So it just saved us, you know, one more step. And the, and the puppet of you, which was a later <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a thank you. That was, that was my friend Jill uh, Rogatti, who um, is is also an actress in the series. She she's actually in quite a few of the films we did, but she she yeah. designed both of those puppets. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's very talented. Awesome. And uh, just the, you know the the like I said, the team you assembled is uh, top notch. So check it out. But so you went and you did the Dino the Dino, Dino Warriors, yeah, the Dino Warriors, um, and then and then with the COVID break came up with the. Uh, that four for six, uh, which uh, no, when you the Zoom was oh, that part oh, of yes, the, yeah, that was uh, you kind of doing the, the Zoom episodes, the, the stay at home show, stay at home show, that. yeah, and then you mm-hmm. progressed or just found your way to the unsung Unsung legends Legends, of comedy. So please speak to that because that's some of my favorite stuff that you've done. Thank you. Yeah, so Unsung Legends was... um, So I've always loved uh, old comedy. That's always been like an obsession of mine. Um, You know, growing up, watching TV Land and and Nick at Night and, and, you know, I Love Lucy and the Bob Newhart Show, which you're talking about, and uh, Dick Van Dyke. And... um, I, I don't know where I had kind of stumbled on the Ritz Brothers... If you do, if you remember, they're an old uh, vaudeville team. Uh, they did, I think, fifteen movies in the nineteen thirties, and you know, not a lot of people remember them anymore. But you know, you watch interviews. I never heard with, of them. Oh, okay. really? No. Yeah, yeah. They, no. They've uh, Mel Brooks okay. says that they're his favorite comedy team. That Harry Ritz was like his hero, and um, 
So I, I think I had seen an interview with Mel Brooks on Conan where he mentioned Harry Ritz. And I, I looked them up, but there, there's really not that much information about them. And then one night on Turner Classic Movies, they played uh, you know two or three of their movies. And I, I was just blown away. I thought yeah. these guys are incredible. And why, you know, why has this legacy kind of disappeared? And I thought, you know, there really needs to be, there really should be a documentary about the Ritz brothers. And I had never done anything documentary style. And I, I really didn't know how to start doing like a, a feature documentary. But it was always in the back of my head for a long time. You know, I should do a video on the Ritz brothers. And then when the pandemic hit and I just had all this free time, right. it was like, well, you know, why not now? I have the time. I have, you know, really nothing to do. Um, why don't I do that? So that became the first episode of Unsung Legends of Comedy. It's, it's, uh, I think it's about eight minutes and it's like a mini documentary just on the Ritz brothers. And these were, you know, like I said, the, 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 these, um, influential comedians, they influenced, uh, Sid Caesar and Milton <laughs> Berle and, you know, all these people claim them as, as an influence. And, um, you know, but why doesn't anyone, you know, why aren't they talked about the same way as like, you know, the Three Stooges or Abbott and Costello or Marlon Hardy or the Marx Brothers? Yeah. Um, and that was really kind of how it started. So I did that one episode and um, and then and then, you know, it just kind of grew into as, as I was editing that first one, it, that was going to be it. And then it became like, well, you know, maybe there's room for, you know, another person that I like, you know. Um, so I came up with a list of, uh, you know, about 10 or 11 names, and I, I just started kind of working through that. Well, um, the, the one you mentioned, the first one you did, we have a clip of, of uh, that, that little docu-video you did with the Ritz Brothers. And again, when I was watching it, I'm like, I'm a huge Marx Brothers fan. Yeah, me so too. You, you want, and a lot of those old shows, I love the old comedy too. I, I, think, I think Lucy was brilliant yeah. and, and many of them. Um, but when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, why Why didn't – how could they be naming them as their influences yeah. and then just yeah. the luck of the draw, they never uh, hit it big for different reasons. Yeah. Although you explained some things in your video that, that's very interesting. So, Karen, if we could um, cue up uh, the Ritz Brothers clip, Anthony's Unsung Legends of Comedy. I also liked the uh, Ritz Brothers. Nobody knows. That's the thing is, I don't know the work of the Ritz Brothers. They I hear about the Ritz yeah. Brothers, but I don't know their work. Were they? They were sensational. They, they danced in unison perfectly. They sang. Harry Ritz was, Harry Ritz had the first. Everybody, when you watch Jerry. Jerry Lewis, yeah. Jerry Lewis or Sid Caesar or countless great physical comics they're doing they're doing Harry I wouldn't take I'll tell you the truth it's Harry and now in just one minute we bring you the Ritz Brothers I don't know when I first heard the name the Ritz Brothers, but it was that interview between Mel Brooks and Conan O'Brien that made me think I was missing out on something by not knowing who they are. I've always been a fan of old comedy, and I found that their names pop up again and again. What a disgraceful display. I've seen more orderly behavior in a Ritz Brothers film. I know who it was. I know. Harpo. Harpo's <laughs> with the Ritz Brothers. What are you talking about? No, no, the one with the curly blonde that's Harry Rich. That's the one. No. Well, well, I think the Rich Brothers was Harry Rich was really idol. That's interesting. He was I like also Martha Ray and Jerry Lewis. A lot of people wow. took from him. Basically, the Ritzes in film histories aren't that well regarded in terms of movie history. No, no, they 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 aren't. But but Harry Rich was beautiful. <laughs> So who are the Ritz brothers? There was Al, born on August 27th, 1901, Jimmy, following on October 4th, 1904, and finally, Harry Ritz, their unofficial leader, born on May 22nd, 1907. They became stars in vaudeville before making the jump to Broadway, and then to movies in the early 1930s. Altogether, they made 15 feature films, along with three short subjects, first at Fox, where they butted heads with studio executives over being stuck in B-movies, and then at Universal. While working at Fox, Daryl Zanuck, the studio president, 
told Harry Ritz that he could be a much bigger star if he would only drop his brothers from the act and work as a single. Harry refused. He continued to work with his brothers for the rest of their lives. Their real love was in live performance, and after 1943, they made that the main focus of their career. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, great stuff, <clears throat> Anthony. Thank you. Um, and so we were, we were talking uh, while the clip was running, and... Um, well, actually, just continue where you were going with that. Sure. You, you, you started saying, oh, maybe I tapped into something here. Was that how it, you felt? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, then it was like, well, where do I go from here? And I, I decided to focus on that, you know, kind of unsung angle. Um, and I started looking at people that I felt like, you know, were maybe forgot to history a little yeah, bit. I mean, awesome. some of these people were major stars in their time, you know, and others were, you know, more character actors. But, you know, were on TV, you know, for 30, 40, 50 years. Um, one of my favorite episodes I did on uh, Lorenzo Music. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm not. So Lorenzo Music was uh, the original voice of Garfield, the cat on, oh, okay. the, on the cartoons. I, I see that a lot on your social media. But, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, before that, he was a writer for the Smothers Brothers, and he wrote for uh, Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart. Oh, wow. And he started doing the voice on Rhoda of uh, Carlton the Doorman. And when he was doing that, uh, the, that character got so popular and, and uh, you never see that character he's just this voice off screen and he decided to make that into his public persona that you were never going to see his face okay. so he'd only do you know radio interviews or if he was on TV his face would be covered in shadow oh, very clever yeah um, and then he did cartoon voices throughout the, the 80s and 90s and then he, he passed away I think in 2001 so that was a fun episode because there's no there's not there. I, I did find one video interview with him before he started, um, uh, you know, his policy of just showing his just just using his voice. Um, but that was a fun one because it was someone that you know I've I've heard his voice my whole life. But it's like, well, who is this guy? You know, what's his yeah? What's his story? Um. So yeah, that that was a really fun one, especially finding that one that one live action clip of him. And how many have you done now? I've done twenty five episodes. Wow. And it's really, you know, I was going to do the Ritz Brothers and end it, and then it was going to be four, and then, I, you know, I, I did four episodes, and then a friend of mine suggested someone for the fifth, and I thought, well, I have to do that one. Yeah. And then that one, that was the uh, Frank Nelson, who was the guy from the Jack Benny show who would always go, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so uh, funny. So that became my most popular video, like, by far. Like, that 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 exploded it. That one is up to over 40,000 views on YouTube right now. Just because of, yeah. I know. And yeah, he, yeah. he did yeah. that for literally and it was in the 50 years. And, right? Yeah. Was, he, he was doing that from the 1930s into the 1980s. Uh, you know, he would do that in, in, you know, he was on the Flintstones. He was doing McDonald's commercials when he died. Um he he managed to yeah he made a and career out of Jack one word. Benny. Did you mention that he was in a Jack Benny episode? Was he? Yeah, or well that that's thinking? where he started. Oh, okay. was, was the Jack Benny oh, show. Okay. He d he did it on the radio and then oh, and then into TV, I and see. then um, you know became he was such an institution by by the '60s and then uh, Sanford and Son he would he would do the character. No, so that's into the '70s. Oh, yeah, he did God. he did like three or four episodes. My God, um, that's a good that's a great one. Go and yeah. check that out. I see. I had so much to <laughs> choose from. I didn't know. <laughs> Very funny. So, I mean, so you're still doing them actively, yeah, right? Yeah. Do, do, now is it like you researching yeah, people it, offering uh, it, it suggestions? Becomes, yeah, people have suggested some, and th those have turned out really well. Um, I, I have a uh, like a Word document, and whenever I come up with a new name, I just add it, and I, I look through it, and there are, you know, there are people where there's not enough video of them that exists for me to edit anything together um and then one of the more difficult things is when there's too much video like I, i've been trying to do one on um like henry gibson from laughing and, and the blues oh, yeah, brothers yeah. movie yeah, yeah um but there's so much video of him that it's tough to like cut that down oh, right right uh, but yeah there there i mean i i could do a million episodes there there are so many talented uh i watch i watched quite a few i forget the guy's name but he was was um mr ed Oh, sure. Alan Young, Alan yeah, Young. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that a great one, one. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that that one was fun because he, uh, you know, he did the voice of Scrooge McDuck in the eighties. Wow. Um, so he was Mr. Ed, uh, or he he, um, he had a sketch comedy show in the fifties. Okay. Uh, he was from Canada, and he started off in the radio, and then in TV, and then he was on Mr. Ed, 
And then um, in the 60s, he stopped acting, and he started working for the uh, the Christian Science Church, actually, oh. in, in Boston. Is that right? And he did that for about 10 years. And then when he got back into acting, he started doing the voice of Scrooge McDuck for Disney. Okay. So he had a whole, like, second leg of his career doing, like, voiceover yeah, and um, yeah, some some fascinating stuff. It's it's uh, that's right. You might you just must once you say okay, let me check out this guy. You discover or a woman. Yeah, you're discovering all these. It's a lot of stuff facts. like that. Like people like like I did one on uh, Jack Sue, who is on the yes. on Barney Miller. Yeah, um, and he was another one that it was like, oh yeah, I always like that guy. I, I only know him from this TV show. What's what's his story? Uh, so I googled him, and I f- I'm finding all these clips of him, you know, on, uh, from the 50s, and um, you know, he was a singer before he was an actor. That's right. That's and, right. I, I um, know a little bit about Jack. So it, it's all, it's all, um, yeah, it's stuff like that. Like I, I, um, I did one on Howard Morris. I don't know if you remember him. He was, he was a uh, character actor. He started off on uh, your show of shows with Sid Caesar, <laughs> and then he was on uh, Andy Griffith. He was. Um, Oh, what was his character's name? I'm, I'm now I'm blanking on his I, name. I watch Andy every night. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to rewatch my yeah. video. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, er, er, Ernest, Ernest T. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, so he incredible. Was, uh, but he did cartoons, and one thing that I, I every episode I learned something about whoever the person is, and yeah. he directed like every McDonald's commercial in the 70s and 80s. Wow. And that's, I see that's great stuff. And there's video of him. There's like a behind the scenes documentary of him directing a McDonald's commercial. And it's just, it's incredible that this footage even exists. Well, I think I, I at one point read something about him as far as the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. I mean, it's such a memorable character. Everybody knows Ernest T. Yeah. Ernest T., oh, yeah. right? And he was only But he was couple. only on like two, yeah. two or three episodes, which was, I'm like, my God, you feel like he was on, you know, the whole yeah. run of the show. There's um, so many characters like that that yeah. make such a big impression. You know what's funny is my, my girlfriend and I were watching um, the movie Splash. Oh, the I love Tom Splash. Hanks movie. Yeah. John so, Candy. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ron Howard directed that. That's right. And Howard Morris has a cameo. Oh, okay. And uh, so Ron Howard went from being his child co star to directing him 20 years later as, as you know, he's Opie on uh, the Andy Griffith show. Oh, my goodness. So they kind of went full, full circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorites. John Candy. Anybody from Penthouse yeah. here? And we're not talking. That's one line I remember. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Yeah, speaking, okay, so we mentioned Jack Benny uh, earlier, and I, I actually um, grabbed a clip from that because he's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. And me too. Uh, the unsung hero uh, comedian is Eddie Anderson. Yes, yeah. So why don't we, why don't we run that clip, Karen, and, and then we'll uh, come back and talk about that with Anthony. Eddie Anderson was born into a family of performers on September 18, 1905, and he would begin his own vaudeville career when he was only a teenager in a dancing group along with his brother Cornelius. In 1937, he would appear for the first time on the Jack Benny radio program in a minor role as a porter at a train station. Pardon me, I'll take it. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester. He proved so popular with audiences that he was quickly recast in a regular role as Jack's valet. Lunch, everybody. Lunch, for lunch. Lunch, lunch, everybody. Rochester, we're breaking for lunch. (laughs) He would become arguably the most popular character on the series, and certainly the supporting character with the biggest role on the show, following Jack into television for the entire series run. Now, wait on the customers first. Oh, Ham and cheese. Ham and cheese, yes, very, very good. Eddie Anderson would be a groundbreaking entertainer in many ways. It was unusual at the time to see a black character that was regularly shown to be more clever and self-assured than his white boss. Hello, Mr. Bennett, it's Rochester. What do you want? I just thought I'd call you until I just finished 18 holes of golf. <laughs> you did, did you? Did you wash the living room windows? Yes, I washed them. I washed them. Did you put out the garbage? It's out. <laughs> what time will dinner be ready? <laughs> Seven o'clock, and this is the last time I'll play gin rummy with you. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm trying to get a guess from my boss. 
Del Boss, eh? Well, what would you like? Well, I don't know. Maybe we've got a suggestion. Well, uh, what kind of man is your boss? Is he the athletic type? No. Is he the, uh, the intellectual type? Well, no. The executive type? No. Well, uh, perhaps the outdoor type? No. Well, uh... Well, perhaps he's the Playboy type. No, no. I'm afraid there isn't very much left. That's him. When the cast performed live, Jack refused to stay at segregated hotels. In his memoir, Jack would recall the angry letters that he received from racists who disliked Rochester's role on the show. Boss. Huh? If you're going to stay home, I'm going to stay home with you. I'm not going to spoil your evening. Now, you go ahead and have a lot of fun. Now, go ahead. No, I'm going to stay right here with you, and we're going to greet the new year together. Well, open it. What's, what's taking you so long? We've never opened one before. <laughs> There you are, boss. Now yours, Rochester. What? Oh, boss. What? I was going to take these to the party. Well, we'll wear them here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little party. Pour yourself a drink. Right. <laughs> Happy New Year, Rochester. Happy New Year. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it, <clears throat> one of my favorites that I've seen, and I, I've got many more to go through, but um, uh, talk about that. Sure, yeah. That was, I mean, Eddie Anderson, um, he was someone that, you know, when I first started the show, he was one of the first names that I came up with. Uh, you know, like, I need to explore him. Sure. And, um, and I had done, uh, I think, 20 episodes, and I thought, that's a nice round number. I'm not going to do any for a while. <laughs> and I thought, well, I still haven't done one on Eddie Anderson. I need to. So the next day I started started researching that and um you know he's just a fascinating guy yeah. he he played that character um it was just kind of supposed to be a walk-on role originally it was just a one-off um but the audience just just loved him so much in that first nice. episode that they they kept bringing him back in different roles and then they finally made him a um a regular character Oh I didn't even know that Yeah That's... and I mean and supposedly I mean this is you know radio in 1933 huh. Um, originally that character was just going to be a white person in blackface because it was just one line, one or two lines. Um, and, you know, by, by choosing not to do that, they, you know, completely changed history. I mean, he's, he's sure. such an iconic yeah. character. Um, well, he's, he's speaking that, that, that the show or Jack was, uh, you know, got death threats. And yeah, that he, um, well, like I, I said in the video, you know, when they did live shows, they wouldn't stay in segregated hotels if right. Rochester couldn't stay with the rest of the cast. Um, he, they did an episode, I think it was on the radio, where Jack was, uh, he was like training for a boxing match and he was training against Rochester and Rochester punches him in the face while they're training and he got all these angry letters that were, you know, how dare you, you know, have a black man punch a white man in the face like that. Yeah, so, um, you know, you, you watch you watch some of these old shows now. You know, it's it's kind of easy to forget how groundbreaking a character like that was. That he was absolutely. Um, you know, he he was kind of he was breaking boundaries by being so much smarter than his boss. You know, he was more clever. He's more self assured. Um, I know that was, yeah. and it was yeah, it was it was really you know it was really groundbreaking. And um, you know, he he worked with Jack for I mean I think thirty. I think 1938 might have been his first appearance. Right, right. And, um, you know, really pretty much up to the end of, of Jack's life because he was doing reunion specials until the early 70s when he passed away. And I think 1968 or 1969 was, was uh, Eddie Anderson's last appearance with him. Is that right? So, yeah. yeah so that's, I mean, 30 years. I mean, so funny. He's just brilliantly oh, funny yeah, in that yeah. show. And Jack and I mean, is just, you know. I, I would say definitely the most memorable character and, and certainly the most important 
um, and, and the most popular even at the time. I mean, he was so, so hugely popular. Um, a, a friend of mine had told me that, so the Jack Benny show, it, what it originally was was like a variety show where Jack was the host and then he had different acts on. Yeah. And then it kind of evolved into a show about someone hosting a variety show where it was more about the behind the scenes. Right. Um, but because Eddie Anderson played uh, his butler, it didn't make sense that his butler was always at the variety show. So they kept writing in more and more scenes of Jack at home oh, because, home right. yeah. 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 So it kind of became a sitcom because Eddie Anderson was so popular playing oh, playing wow. Rochester. Awesome. So it yeah. kind of, you know, warped the whole uh uh, you know, premise of the show. Yeah, it's fantastic, <clears throat> groundbreaking yeah. indeed. This is this. Yeah. I love this stuff that you're doing uh, for that exact reason, especially very poignant stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about the 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 time consuming? Yeah, process of this of doing, of these doing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's interesting because it it I, I find a lot of them come together much faster than I than I expect them oh, to. Cool. That it, it uh, you know I think of someone and then I watch through their videos, and then um, Are you writing your dialogue, the voiceover. And, and yeah, I kind voiceover? of I write it around like what video is available and and what I can find out about their life. Um, excuse me. So I kind of write it to the video, and a lot of times I find like, you know, I I I, I kind of take all the video and I put it into my video editor. And I say, all right, I'm just going to put it in order, and I'm not going to edit down anything. And then it's in order, and I go, all right, I'll, I'll just cut it down a little bit to get it in shape. And then by the time I'm done with that, it's done. And I think, oh, who who did this? You know, it's it's wow. finished already. Yeah. So, so they yeah great stuff to great content to work with. Yeah, yeah. and and one thing I found with Jack Benny is that uh, it's it's very easy adding voiceover to Jack Benny clips. Because he has a lot of pauses, pauses. and a lot of laughter, oh, so it, it's very easy to add in add in voiceover lines. Well, I was going to mention that at the top because the clip we sh- we show of you with that with, yeah. with your stand up, you there's a, just a great pause where you let them all absorb. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so it was kind of a an ode to Jack, I thought. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, Jack is the theme of the night. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, but that's fantastic. <laughs> go out and check it out. Uh, go to the website and check that out. Uh, all right, so we covered some stand-up. We covered your mm-hmm. video making. We've covered some writing, but um, not not as much as I, I want to talk about. So I feel like I'm in trouble the way you're saying that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this is the uh, I call it the going to the principal segment. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no. I wanted to cover a little bit of your writing because you do writing. You've been published in in several publications, sure. and um, I don't know if it was a recent one, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe you posted it recently. Uh, the Bigfoot article. Oh yeah, yeah, that's from just a couple weeks ago. Very just, clever stuff. That. Thank you. And um, do you consider yourself a writer? First, um, um, yeah, I, I don't know about first, but um, yeah, I guess I don't really think about it. But yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I love uh, you know writing and, and uh, well, uh, you know with writing, everything else comes follows right? it. Yeah, I, I would say think. so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of how I approach the web series too, is from the writing first and then, um, and then everything kind of follows that. Um, and it, as I was reading, um, your resume here, which is very impressive, um, name some of the publications that you've been in. Sure. Um, so that, that Bigfoot piece, that was at, uh, the Haven, um, which is a medium website. Um, I just had a piece run for Slackjaw, my first piece for them. They're another, um, like a comedy website. Um, is that Things Heard at a Comedy Show? Was that yes. that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. funny, very funny. Uh, yes. 251.net, that's okay. another site. Um, I, I really like them. They they run humor pieces that are 250 words or shorter. Okay. So that's that's really fun. Um, Points in Case is another site that I've been writing for. Um, yeah, there are a lot of really fun humor websites that, that run, um, uh, you know, quite a few pieces a day. And is there publications that you would, that you're trying to break into? Do you just send it to them? And if yeah, it's something they, new to you or, or that, you, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to, this. Yeah, that's really, I, a lot of them I just kind of stumble on. Okay. Um, or I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll submit something to one site and I see that they link to, you know, these other sites and, um, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, just kind of snowballs from there. You just kind of find uh, does, yeah, different places. <laughs> do the different uh, 
uh, stories and ideas just hit you? Do you say, okay, you know, you're one of those guys that says, yeah. hey, from seven to nine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write tonight, or mm. do you just cut some things come to your head? Do you use a recorder? Do you write things down? I'd say it's, it's a little of both. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to say. I'd say it's a little of both. Sometimes it's like, well, I haven't written anything in a while. I really should. First, is if I may interrupt <clears throat> you, I just, sure. I don't know if this is recent either, because I was just mm-hmm. going through so much of your stuff. But about your memory of a childhood pet, which you think oh, might yeah. be a dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very, very funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think uh, that I think that was maybe last August or September. Okay, so that was fair. fair yeah. Not I, too old. I, but. I'm, I, I'm, you're leading me along. Yeah. I'm like, is this real? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's very clever. Thank you. It's good stuff and funny. Yeah, and that's like, all on my website. Is he talking about Bigfoot here? It seems to be. I was connecting the two. <laughs> Uh, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, those, those are all on my website. All my writing pieces are all uh, up on my site. All right. Well, let's let's talk about some of the, the accolades that you've received. Oh, I'm sure. sure that you don't have any problem doing that. Do no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the video stuff you've submitted, right? The web series yeah, was recognized in the series, film festivals. A couple different Speak films. Speak to that. Yeah. Um, so I've submitted to a few different um, film festivals. I actually, I did a short series called Speechless that was, um, and the premise is that's about a woman who um, just through stress. And it's funny because we wrote this three years ago or or four years ago, I feel like the pandemic has completely messed up my whole sense of time. But this was four years ago, and uh, it was about a woman who kind of psychosomatically loses her ability to speak from stress. Right, I saw these. (laughs) And it's funny how how unstressful the world four years ago seems now. Um, But that was a, uh, and, and, and the whole idea behind that is I wanted to do like a silent film. And it's like, well, how would you do a silent film now? Well, someone who doesn't have the ability to talk. But that got into a festival right, uh, I think, I think that was summer 2020 that, that got into a festival in, in, in Portland, Oregon. So I wasn't able to go out to that. And they, they wanted to have live screenings, so they had it at a drive-thru um, or a, uh, um, a drive-in, not a drive-thru. Um, so they, they sent me a photo of it being projected and all the cars like lined up watching it. So that was pretty cool. I have no idea what that wow, would have been, that... what that was like. Wow. Wish I could have been at that. But, How many? Uh, those were. Very, I didn't bring that up. The yeah. speech, did you do two? Or? We we did two episodes okay. of that. Yeah, we wrote a third one, but uh, never got around to to shooting it. <clears throat> Funny stuff. Thank you. Funny Thank you. Stuff. Those those but, uh, are really fun yeah. to do. And the who's the woman who? Uh, Jill. Jill. Okay. She's actually the one who designed the puppets. Oh yeah. Oh, what a talent. So she was. It was yeah. fun because they. You know, I'd always read about silent movies that when they directed those, they could just yell out direction because there's no. You know, it would be like you know, run over there, grab that. You know, do that faster. So when I directed Jill, I was able to direct like that. I'd be able to say like, you know, look over here, do this over here because we didn't need you know the audio on her. Very interesting. So that that brings up an <clears> interesting <throat> um, um, uh, dynamic as far as you as a director. Mm-hmm. Now you write you 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 feature yourself in, in some of the videos, but then, yeah. like you said, this speechless, you're directing other people. What's what's the difference there? Do you, mm. do you kind of, do you direct yourself? You say, well, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's, focus on- it's interesting. You know, I, I know that um, I'd always read that Jerry Lewis invented the, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name of it now, that the, the TV monitor when they film a movie where you can immediately watch what you just shot. Oh, right, the, sh- the shorts? Uh, um, uh, when you look at the sh- uh, oh my God! I'm I'm totally blanking on That's it. That's okay. Um, but he directed that because he was directing himself, or he created that because he was directing himself. So he had to see, you know, what he had just done. And um, I can definitely see wanting that. It's it's uh, you know, I I was in four episodes of the web series, and then I did Dino Warriors that I didn't act in, and um, Speechless. Um, so it's definitely a different. It's definitely a. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's a very different thing when you're yeah. when you're on when you're in front of the camera and you're directing it. Yeah, like I when we did when we did the stay at home show, we did that all on Zoom. So you know we were just doing it through our computers' cameras, and I could see everything at the same time. So I was actually watching myself as I was directing myself in real time, and that was ideal. That was perfect. You know, if I could direct everything like that, that would be the way to do it. I mean, were you actually in four different locations? Or how oh, did yeah, you, yeah, or yeah. Did we did actually did that. actually Zoom. Okay. Yeah, that was actually all over Zoom. Wow. That was, <clears throat> that was very funny. Now, you didn't play yourself in that. It was a gentleman no. named Elliot, I believe. Yes, yeah, my character's name was Elliot in that. I wanted to do something that was totally fictional, totally different names. 
Yeah. And the other two actors were uh, Brett and Chloe. And they were they, they were kind of my producing partners on my web series and all my other videos. So for that one, I thought, you know, why don't we just do as simple as possible, we'll have me and my two producing partners, and we'll just be the actors in it. Because they're both talented actors, too. Very funny stuff. Let me think if I could <clears throat> the, the, you where they you were playing a game show of some sorts, and one of the categories was Elliot's oh, the life. Night, yeah. And they knew all these stuff, the facts kind of... about your childhood. <laughs> And and one of them is a childhood friend, so that kind of made yeah, sense. Maybe yeah. he knew a lot. And then this other guy saying, "Say, hey, wait a minute, why do you know?" Oh yeah, you, yeah. I've only known you a year. Uh, I don't know. I was laughing out loud. <laughs> that was a really that that might it be was, my favorite one that we've it was done. Very funny, very. Clever that was my written. friend Brian Agosta, who's a really talented actor. Um, yeah, yeah. That was stuff. kind of based on my sister does a uh, weekly Zoom night. Uh, I'm sorry, a weekly Zoom trivia night. Okay. And um, the hosts would do would do a category based on their life. So that was kind of what what inspired that. Good stuff. I, I encourage people to go check out um, all of Anthony's work. Uh, we've been uh, showing on our bottom third. There's Anthony's website. Perfect timing. Big shout out to Karen in the booth tonight, doing a great job. Thank you, Karen. James Mudge as well. Um, wow. So here we are. We're down the last few minutes, buddy. How do you feel? I feel okay. I feel yeah. like I could do another couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So you, could you stretch that? Um, no, it's been it's been fun. It's been great having you on. What you're going to continue with the unsungs? Yeah. Or, or what's what's the future look like? I know it's bright. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about doing more of those. Um, like I said, I have a whole list of people I haven't even gotten to yet. Um, I, I've been trying to find ways of expanding that either into a like a podcast where I can go maybe deeper into their lives um, yeah. or like a blog where I can write more about them. Um, my, my girlfriend and I were kind of in the early stages of planning a podcast Fantastic. Um, so I don't know when that's yeah. going to be up, but that's we're, we're going to do a podcast called The Weirdest Book You Own, where we interview different people about, you know, just like what's the weirdest book that you own. And because I feel like everyone we know has one, you know, strange book. They don't know quite where they got it. Yeah. They, you know, I like they read that. it or I like that. Yeah. So you think of these f- funny comedic premises, yeah. which I like. And then just use your it's fantastic. Good stuff. Thank you. Um, what about stand up? Back to the yeah. Back to the stage. I've I've uh, you know since the pandemic I've done um, a couple of live shows. Um, I'm kind of easing my way back in. Um, I, I was saying to you earlier, it feels like every time I start booking shows, there's another surge. Right. And we all right. have to kind of back, back off for a while. So um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of inching my way back into live shows now. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> we hope to see you this spring and summer. Yeah. Yeah. Right now the trend is. Uh, Hopefully things are, are easing up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, there are, I mean, so many great Boston comedians and so many great venues that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a hit. Get out there. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't even get into that. I usually like to ask. Uh, I know, of course, a couple of local guys, uh, Paul Gilligan and yeah. Dave Russo, and you coming up a little, a little younger than them, I would believe, a few, <laughs> few years. Yeah. Um, and and. Uh, and when I talked to those guys, the people who were who came before them, they they always said it was this camaraderie and welcoming. Yeah. Do, do oh, yeah. you feel that coming up through the ranks, especially oh, yeah. when you first yeah. started? It's it's not a very big scene. I mean, it, it's a um, it, yeah, and it's a really tight scene. I mean, everybody knows each other, and 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 um, you know, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a really tight knit community of of comedians in Boston, and it's such it's always been such a, a you know well of talents. It's be so fun when you get when you when you doing a sh- you're all doing a show you're all on the yeah on the same a lot of fun right yeah yeah it can be yeah and like I said like that's part of my the reason I did the web series was just to bring in you know just to kind of showcase all this yeah. talent you know there, there's so much talent in the city um, you know and if you're not at a live show you know you're not seeing it so I wanted to put you know something on on camera. Good stuff. Uh, great ensemble you've put together, and I hope you work to work with them again. Thank you. It's really good stuff. Anthony, it's been great to have you hey, on. It's been great being here. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Sorry it took so long. Oh, but, not a problem. Um, yeah. I'd love to have you on again. Oh, sure, definitely. Uh, I'll have to make some more videos. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i, I got to waste it. i got to catch up. I probably went through eight or nine of the ensemble. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, wow. uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, that's it. Thank you. Uh, Like usual, I like to leave you with a quote for the evening. And since we talk so much about Jack Benny, 
I thought I'd steal one of his, and he said, and I'm not going to do uh, an imitation, <laughs> you see, because any man who would walk five miles through the snow barefoot just to return a library book so he could save three cents, that's my kind of guy. Good night, Malden. <laughs> See you next month. <laughs>